You are listening to An Ounce, a podcast examining resilience, preparedness, and a positive attitude, an ounce at a time. Hey, Jim Fugate here, and it's my privilege to share An Ounce with you. I'd like to say thanks to those who are listening to our podcast. I'm glad you found us. Who doesn't enjoy a chance to smile a little and learning about little actions and approaches to life that can make living better? So, subscribe. Subscribing provides immediate access to the latest episodes of An Ounce. Is looking out for number one selfish? Maybe not. Let me explain. Many bemoan the apparent cultural trend of people who are only interested in themselves. Portions of the population for whom it's all about them and the power and greed of Wall Street, corrupt politicians and power brokers, young and old alike, seeming to be looking for the next good time. So, get what you can for yourself while the getting is good. This approach to life can be easily condemned as thoughtless, self-absorbed, foolish, unkind, and all kinds of much less than wise, thoughtful, or good. But is there something else there? Is it always bad to put yourself first? Is there a chance that there might even be wisdom in it? Let's explore this a little further. Several years ago, a sweet lady, we'll call her Mary, told me the story of her first and only airplane trip. She was so excited to be traveling this way, she bought her ticket, carefully noting the route, the departure and arrival and layover times, timing her travel and coordinating everything so the trip would go just perfectly, so she could join the celebration with friends and family. Mary was a woman who was all about the details, especially when preparing to experience something so exciting and new to her. The night before, she packed her bags. Mary was mindful not to pack too heavy or to take too many bags. She made sure that the containers of liquids in her carry-on bag met federal regulations, and carefully removed anything from her pocketbook that might be considered a weapon. She was so excited, flying on an airplane. What would it feel like? It was time to go, so out the door she went. Things went like clockwork. She arrived at the airport, checked in, got through the security lines, and found her gate. She gazed out the glass walls of the terminal in awe. The airplane was huge. How could it possibly stay in the air, she wondered. But she wasn't worried. She knew airplanes flew every day, and that it was the safest way to travel. It came time to board the plane, and to take her assigned seat, back behind the gigantic wings and right next to the window, so she could see everything. The inside of the plane was filled with a mostly soft cacophony of people talking, mechanical hums and whines interrupted with the occasional loud thump. As everyone settled, a flight attendant stood in the center of the aisle toward the front of the plane, and speaking into what looked like an old-fashioned telephone handset, she said, Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention for a moment as we go over important safety information pertaining to this aircraft. Important safety information? Well, as she had never been on an airplane before, she was going to pay close attention and make sure she understood everything just in case. As the flight attendant continued, Mary focused on every word. She was not going to be distracted by the inattention and whispers of her fellow passengers. She noted the location of all the exits. She pulled the card out of the seat pocket in front of her and studied it briefly, 
vowing to return to the critical information it contained as soon as the briefing was over. She noted that the seat cushion could be pulled up and used as a flotation device in the unlikely event of a water landing. She dutifully buckled and adjusted her seat belt as instructed. The flight attendant continued, and in the event of a cabin depressurization, ooh, depressurization, that sounds scary, she thought. But how brilliant is it that someone thought of that and provided an oxygen mask? Putting your mask on first, then assist children or those around you in putting on their mask. I understand. I need to remain conscious. If I try to help someone else, I might pass out. Won't be able to help them. They will pass out and die because I didn't put my mask on first. This thought became riveted in her mind. She had a responsibility to help those around her, and she couldn't do that if she didn't take care of herself first. The aircraft was pushed back from the gate and began to taxi to the runway. Mary thought about the oxygen masks. She took that responsibility seriously, so she pulled out the safety information card and carefully reviewed it. After a moment, she found a picture that indicated the oxygen masks were located behind a little panel just over her head. She wondered, how do you open it? There was no knob or handle, she thought to herself as she reached up her hand and brushed her fingers across the panel. She wanted to be sure she could open that panel and get to that mask and put it on if it became necessary so she could help the people around her. But it seemed there was no way to open it up. So she found her car keys in her pocketbook, inserted the edge of a key into the gap between the little panel and the ceiling, and popped it off. Three yellow oxygen masks dropped down in front of her. She smiled. An alarm sounded. She stopped smiling. The panels above every row of seats in the entire aircraft popped off, and the masks dropped down. Well, the ending of this story is that the plane did not leave the ground. It turned around on the taxiway and returned to the gate, the oxygen mask dangling from the ceiling and bouncing off the heads of the passengers as they went. Everyone was booked on another flight. Mary, after being questioned by some very serious and impolite men in uniforms, was allowed to complete her trip. But after that, she was placed on a do-not-ever-sell-a-ticket-to-this-person list with every airline in the United States. So, here's the outs. Yes, consistently looking out for number one, at the expense of everyone else, is not a good long-term life strategy. You will surely alienate the people around you, and are quite likely to condemn yourself within a fairly short amount of time, to a solitary and bitter life. But, consistently not looking out for number one, and always taking care of the needs of the people around you, at the expense of your own welfare, is also not a good long-term life strategy. You will quite surely be appreciated by the people around you, and are quite likely to condemn yourself, in a fairly short amount of time, to becoming so empty and exhausted as to become incapable of providing anything to anyone. Mary, on her first and only trip on an airplane, had a very real desire to do the right thing. She felt a duty to help the people around her if they were in need. She understood that without knowing how to take care of herself first, she could not help anyone else. She understood the principle that an empty vessel can provide refreshment to no one. And that's an ounce. 
submitted for your consideration. You might be more prepared for a disaster than you thought. What am I talking about? You'll get the answer on our next episode. I'm Jim Fugate, and I'll catch you next time. That's an ounce for now. Thanks for listening and subscribing to this podcast. Listen again for more information, ideas, and wisdom an ounce at a time. event that the oxygen masks drop down and there is no depressurization of the aircraft, the oxygen mask makes a great party hat. Simply place it on top of your head and use the elastic strap as a chin strap to hold it in place. Hey, check out our YouTube videos at youtube.com forward slash at an ounce podcast. That's youtube.com forward slash at symbol an ounce podcast.